Hey everybody, welcome to the last episode of the year, episode 236 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson, and a hap, hap, happy new year to everybody out there. What he said. Yeah. I can't give you that much excitement. I have maple syrup on my shirt. Yeah. Nope, that's raspberry. Coolie. Coolie. So, um... We had French toast for dinner because we're adults. Yep. It's the new year. New us, new adventures, mm. you know, all that stuff. It's going to be ex- mm-hmm. an exciting year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question for you. I just oh. looked this up today. Do you know when we dropped our first episode ever? June. Mm-hmm. June 24th, 2018. Mm-hmm. Sounds about Man, right. Yeah, we were so young back then. Yeah. So four years yeah. going on five this year. It'll be our yeah. five-year anniversary, guys. Woo! Woo! Um, yeah, I was really hoping we would end like on episode 250 or something, but you know, whatever. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Well, so, um, so we're going to, we, as promised, we're going to do our list, um, of our top 10 and, uh, then we're going to review the film that we watched. Um, but just before that, I just wanted to touch on some, some, you know, news stuff's in the news. Oh boy. Um, and uh, that, you know, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of local people here, like kind of just uh, going off the rails uh, with excitement uh, about this, this, you know, fucking studio that's being built in New Jersey. And I'm just like, I mean, a lot of the people that are excited about it work on big sets like that's their yeah. job. They're gaffers. They're, you know, so it's like, yeah, I guess that's that's exciting for you. Um, but I just hate when it's like, like indie sets are like, how great is this for film? It's like, well, this is good for you. It's not good for us. We, we will never ever get to utilize yeah. any, any part of that studio. <laughs> like the, yeah, it's... it's like, they act like, oh, look what we're going to do for film. It's like, well, just be honest and say, look what we're going to do for like massive Profit. budget, yeah. a massive, uh, a massive budget production for like Hollywood, per- you know, yeah. uh, level well, they, productions. They do all this stuff under the guise of bringing film or helping filmmakers or whatever. And it's like, well, it doesn't really do anything to help filmmakers. All it does is help you make money because you can bring films there, which mm-hmm. is fine. You can make a profit, you know, hey, mazel tov. But it's, 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 I just hate the, the, you know, the, the lying about it. You know, this isn't for indie film, you know? Well, I mean, like they they're careful not to say that, but I just mean like the people that are that like piggyback that are local, you know, they try to like bring it like, hey, look how great this is going to be for everybody. Everybody up here. It's like, no, it's good for people that have that connection or who are in the union will get those jobs. Mm. Right. But everyone else, we're we're never going to get to utilize that studio. We would never be able to afford Mm -hmm. the day rates for that studio um so it's kind of like you know people like isn't exciting i'm like no (laughs) not for me i don't care (laughs) i I get nothing out of that um no yeah we there's no does nothing for me sorry um yeah so that 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 was just one little thing it's so frustrating and and once we win the lottery that we don't play Mm -hmm. um once someone gives us a winning lottery 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 ticket just for for funsies yeah they just drop it drop it at our door start an actual um I don't know, place that. Well, our goal was to sort of like Robert Rodriguez it. Um, and it yeah. would be more so like we're going to 
we're going to have our own sets. It's for us. Like, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, I'm going to do all of this for other filmmakers because we're still filmmakers. So we want to mm -hmm. do shit for us, you know. But it's a point of like, OK, if I'm not using this particular set, then we'll rent it out to people at a reasonable cost because it's mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> we're talking about this like it's going to happen. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's the idea is like when you have. Uh, you know, when you're on a, a more indie level and you just love making films, it's like, how mm -hmm. do you just make this more like unless someone steals my idea, no one's going to make my film and I'm not going to make their film. So I don't understand the competition aspect of that. Yeah. Right. It's like I'm never going to make your film. You're never going to make well, mine unless we steal yeah. each other's work. So why wouldn't I support another person making their film? Like, yeah. that's just um People always think that if someone else makes it, it means that they can't now, you know, or something like that. Like, it's, yeah, there's only it's, room for so many people or I whatever. I think it's just also like people are insecure and it's like they don't they don't want to think that something they do couldn't, you know, uh, compete with something someone else does. Anyway, yeah. speaking of big studios, this kind of segues into the next thing. Um, Gal Gadot and someone else and Ben Affleck. I don't remember who the other actor was. Um, is it Cavill? I don't know. I might be lying when I say that. I'm not sure. I thought he might have been one of them. So they're suing Warner Brothers. Um, and this is interesting. This is going to be this is going to be a very interesting, you know, I haven't heard about this. Oh, sorry. No. I, th I thought you knew where I was going with this. No. OK, so um, they're essentially suing Warner Brothers because uh -huh. as a lot of people may or may not know when you uh, sign up with a studio for a picture, they'll say, OK, hey, um, if you want to do this picture, then you have to do this picture. And you have to be available right. for this. And in Ben Affleck's case, because Jesus Christ, please don't let it be any more Batman. They'll say, hey, you know, you know, we'll let you direct this. We're going to make this movie and you're going to be the director. And it's like, oh, OK, fantastic. Right. Well, the problem was that they all signed up for these things and they never made they never made the films. And so they're saying, excuse me, um, I made myself available to you because you said we were going to do this. Right. And now you're not doing it. And now I didn't do all of this stuff because you told me I was going to get to do this stuff. Yeah. And it's I, I think, you know, I mean, again, this is like uh, <laughs> this is rich people problems. But I think it is really interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm un unless there's details I don't know, um, I have to be a, a, on the side of the artist because it's like, you know, it's never a couple of months. It could be years of your life that you have to plan yeah. for these studio projects. It takes a really long time. And, you know, you can't you can't hold people's time and then not come through at the end of it and yeah. then just assume like, oh, well, well, we're not doing it. See you later. Yeah. Well, I assume it's all a money thing. Right. And so, you know, I don't I would in my line of work, we get paid what's called the retainer. Right. And so retainer, retainer, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that means it's not like a full rate, but it's like, right. here's some money and just be ready for us when we need you or whatever kind of thing. Like you could do other shit, but just be ready if we need you. Um, yeah, but directing like a like a DC movie, the, the, you can't be ready for other shit. That's like you, you got to stop whatever well, you're doing yeah. and jump on that. And then have, oh, that I, has thought the, I thought you meant that they signed on to do other lower no just what's warner brothers sir warner brothers has money yeah, i guess i don't know it's not yeah, an independent it's, studio it's it's my point being that like if they're just expected to to not do anything and not get paid you're essentially working at that point you know in, in my line of work 
I can do other things while I'm waiting for other clients to come in or something like that. But with 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 acting, yeah, the the uh, time frame in which you need to be available for any given project is so long that it's like we need you to be ready for this film. It's shooting in February, so and you also can't yeah, take like, the risk, right? If they go, well, we're not we're not going to start shooting this until uh you know 18 months from now and for a regular person that sounds like well that's i mean that's nearly two years i mean but you start another project and then that project gets delayed in the middle mm -hmm. oh we got to do pickup shots well yeah. i can't do that now because i'm supposed to start this other film well I'm, i don't know what to tell you because you're contracted yeah to do this uh to do this movie and it's like well now now you can get sued on both ends right yeah. now both ends could be like hey we need you here so yeah. i don't know what to tell you you shouldn't have taken that other project if you knew we were going to do this so i understand just kind of um um to call you know be cautious with your time there yeah. um and just go like all right i'm not going to take any projects right i'm not yeah. going to take anything for the next two years because that project's yeah. going to take up two years of my life yeah and or even then, just say a year to be safe. Yeah, you know, and then they go, to... oh, never mind. Yeah. Then you're like, I didn't work for two years yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because you said we were going to do this. So um, I, I'm interested to see how this sort of uh, pans out, if you will. Yeah. It should be interesting. Um, uh, and then also I want – so I – I don't. I don't mean for this this uh, podcast to turn into the James Cameron bashing <laughs> film cast, if you will. Yeah. Um, but he made such a typical, but also just ridiculous comment that I was like, "Holy cow!" And I kind of just. I do kind of appreciate the honesty in it, right? Yeah. Um, so he had made a comment, this is not verbatim, but he had made a comment saying that he was like perfectly fine with never making another movie again and just working on Avatar for the rest of his life. Now, let's also be honest, James Cameron's not 30 years old. Okay, so the rest of his life, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, who knows, uh, but uh, not an entire career's worth of time. But still, um, there's the one side that the artistic side that's like, you chump. Filmmaker, are you that you're willing to just work on the same shit that you really think you really think this story is that interesting that you can just run with this for the next say 20 know. years? I don't know. Yeah. But then the other side of me is like, but I already suspected that about you with the amount of like the the, the amount of ass on your own body that you've kissed <laughs> for this. So it's like at least he's honest, right? Yeah. Like I I. It's a really, it's a really um, simple way of saying I don't give a shit about creativity and filmmaking and being a filmmaker. I just want to make shit that makes a ton of money and gets me paid. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to think about new stories. I just want to piggyback off of the yeah. same crap. Well, it, and it's, it's within the Avatar world. It's you know, it's, he's guaranteed to get whatever budget he wants. Right, and he's so. getting paid a ton of money to yeah. do them. If they're making money, then he'll get paid a ton of money. Yeah. It's always going to be. If there's going to be water. Right, you don't have to think too hard about the storylines here, right? Yeah. So if you're to continue doing that, it's just like make water people movies, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know, uh, but I was just like, holy crap! Like I couldn't. Uh, I don't. I don't like sitting uh, like with my own movies. Yeah. Right. By the I time mean, we're in post, I'm just like I'm over this. I wanna. I wanna. What's the next? Yeah, project? but they get to do all the fun stuff when you're on that level. You don't well, have to sit there well, and edit and. Yeah. And here's what, what I mean, we some, you know, some directors have more hands on. Than sure. Others, well, but... that's what we had gotten into. Right. Is that this isn't like 
James Cameron is not like a, a Tarantino or a Scorsese. He's not the type of director that is involved. Um, and when you think of uh, um, a director like Fincher, for instance, who is very involved mm-hmm. and is very involved in the tech aspect of... Well, to be fair, James Cameron is very involved in the tech aspect of it. James Cameron didn't understand how the graphics and stuff worked, and he admitted this in an interview, saying that, like, he didn't really know much about, like, how all that stuff worked. Uh, And he just thought, like, oh, cool, they just do whatever, and they make this and this and that. So, like, there's no way. James Cameron is not an animator. He's not a motion graphic artist. He doesn't know shit about how to make any of that stuff happen. So it's it's kind of frustrating for the people that actually make those movies successful, it's not him, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you bring in celebrities, okay? So you, you're, you're bringing all these names in, right? So you get celebrities in studios, like, okay, great. And then you have to make sure that the graphics are amazing, something which he, he doesn't do, right? Yeah. He may have a say, obviously, and he'll say, I want it to look like this, and I want it to, but that's what happens. They go, this is what I want, bring it back to me. They give that to three other people who give it to three other people that go to a studio, you know, and go like, okay, let's find people and uh, get the best of the best, and boom, here we go. And then James, Cram- James Cameron gives the thumbs up or doesn't, depending on how much control he has with the studio. Mm-hmm. But he's not actually doing that work when people are like, oh my God, you have to see how amazing the water looked. Well, James, he didn't do that. Yeah. He had nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just paid for the R. He just got the money for the R&D. He didn't even pay for it. The studio fucking yeah. paid for it. So it's like, I don't know. I it, It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's. I don't know. I don't that's know. A, that's the word of the day. I don't know. Yeah, because it's. It, I appreciate the honesty. I just hate that people are like. Thing. They but, don't respect the that like they don't respect people that actually yeah. make those movies successful and make them watchable. Right. And then we were also talking about like what's happened to special effects. Yeah. Like it it's like it peaked in the early two thousands, late two thousands, like twenty ten rather. I mean, and then like twenty like I guess I mean like like twenty twelve somewhere around there. Yeah. We started to roll backwards. Well, no, yeah, once we, like, when we got that Planet of the Apes, right, was, like, a good kind of... Uh, For me, it was District 9, like, that once, like, well, no, that saying, was the that first era, thing. Like, they're all the same kind right, of, like, right, right. you know, uh, uh, span of, like, 10 years where you had, like, everything was getting better and better and better, and now, yeah, to your point, it just plateaued and even gotten worse in a lot of respects. I think and, it's gotten worse. And a lot of that is, I think we talked about it before, but it's just a lot of that is just budgets, you know? Clearly, we can make amazing-looking things, right? Because we've done it before... Um, and Avatar is obviously going to be look amazing or whatever. So it's possible. It's just that the the studios don't want to pay for that anymore because it's really expensive to to do all that. And this is on. And this is, in this is including the fact that there are. <laughs> what happened? I had to, I had to like figure out what I wanted to say. I, this is this this is including the fact that they were woefully underpaying the studios. Right. You know, and so yeah, he had like Life of Pi and um, District Nine and 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 uh, Planet of the Apes and, and those things. The octopus guy from Par- Pirates of the Caribbean. I still look when I see that guy. I'm like, we do not. We couldn't do this now. We wouldn't do this now. If they had to remake that now, it would look like garbage for yeah. some reason. That guy, if you look at the work on him, is fantastic. And the 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 issue that I have with something like Avatar. 
Um, the only I will I'll give shout outs to Alita. That was the first time in a while. So we had this like we yeah, plateaued. Then we started to drop, and then Alita came out. We're like, oh no, maybe, maybe, maybe we're coming back. We're coming back. Like yes, and then gone. Yeah. Um, but movies like like Avatar, that my issue with them is that I feel like you almost become numb to the effects because the whole thing is animated. Right. Right. So it's like. All right, it's it's like you're watching an amazing cartoon. Right. Well, there's well. But when you incorporate mm-hmm. CG into actual footage, it's always so much more effective. The fact that you had Alita in a real world. Oh yeah. The fact that you had uh, the the in Pirates of the, the Caribbean, that effect was in a real world. District, District Nine, Nine yeah. was in the real world. You know, all of that stuff looks great. When you can go like, oh my God, there that's an actual person standing there. And yeah. that effect looks just as good as that person. I know that thing's not real, but it looks like it's standing with them. And so then I feel like things like Avatar, it's kind of like, it just all starts to mush together because yeah. it's like, all right, it's just an effect after the whole thing's an effect, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not, there's no, there's nothing to compare. So I love when all of that is incorporated into a real world. I think yeah. the, the first thing we saw with that was like the Matrix. We've said that before. Yeah. It was the first time that we were like, oh my God, this is all, you know, in, in these are, none of this is CG in terms of the people. The people are actually there and they're, yeah. they're adding these, these effects into the real world. It's not a cartoon. And it's mm-hmm. not a video game. It's, you know, I just, I, I miss that. I wish more people did that. They would yeah. have that animation in real life um, and, and have it look, realistic yeah. like that well you know it's it's it comes down to greed and not give the artist two weeks to do it yeah it comes down to greed you know they don't want to pony up the money for it they just want to um you know but spend isn't as that little counterproductive? as possible right because the better it looks the wouldn't is the listen, better it looks the better the film does because listen, everyone's going to go you got to watch this movie companies they, they don't understand anything long term it's stupid you know you think about like anything they have to they're worried about right now that's mm. all they that's all they care about, you know, when it comes to that sort of stuff. When it comes to like you look at how companies like, I don't know, treat their employees, right? They if they were to treat their employees well and not make not make them work like crazy, then you would have much more pr- productive kind of thing, but then but that they don't they don't understand that. You know, they just worry about the right now, the mm. way things always have been and they, you know, they're making especially now when you know, we're kind of coming out of this pandemic thing and, you know, the theaters aren't doing as well as they used to in the past. Um, and even before that, it, it was starting to suffer. So now that this, you know, uh, know. COVID thing hit, <laughs> it's 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 made it even worse. But, I said, I know, yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it's uh, it's definitely um, it's uh, the I don't know. I think of it, I guess, kind of like food, right? Because I think of everything with food because I'm a big fat fuck. But I think of it like when there's fads and you see, oh, everybody starts, like when everybody started with those fucking milkshakes, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, let's just make a milkshake that's 18 inches tall, weighs 9,000 pounds and is 7,000 calories and just pure sugar. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but are we using quality ice cream? No. What about the whipped cream? No. 
uh, candies. Nope, we're just using garbage that you can find at a gas station. We're just going to pile that shit up and onto like yeah. low grade fucking uh, super whipped ice cream. So that's, that doesn't even have a high fat content. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to charge people $20 for it. And then every there's lines out the door, yeah. right? Because everybody has to get their, their Instagram photo with that stupid fucking milkshake. Yeah. But then everyone else starts doing it and then it dies down and then your customers are gone, right? Because you mm-hmm. have no, there's no magic anymore versus yeah. like okay, we may not have a line out the door, but if we make a really good quality dessert or milkshake that people are like, God, I've never had a milkshake that good, they'll always come back for that. It's not just a fad anymore. They'll actually right. crave it. Because once right. you've had one of those things, it's like, well, I don't need to do that again, right? Yep. I mean, you don't, need to, you don't need to buy diabetes more than once. You're good after the first go. Yeah. So it's like, that's how I think of the films. It's like, they just think of like the immediate yeah. Let's make all this money. It's like, okay, but if you just took the time and did this properly and then and then gave that 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 effects house more time to do this and it looked better, then this movie could become iconic. Mm-hmm. Right? You'll have people coming back to watch this movie years later cuz they're going to be like, "Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, you got to see this movie. It's yeah, great." And people want to watch it again when yeah, it comes on wanna, streaming yeah. and they'll pay for it. And- that yeah. sort of thing and yeah it's, <laughs> we're t- yeah just take our advice clearly yeah. we know what the hell we're doing because well, we're so successful you know, this, but you know. this summer is going to be like kind of like a normal summer there's a lot of uh movies coming out that are like you know um big budget special effects things you know mm-hmm. ghostbusters and Oh God! Is that coming back again? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Transformers again. Marvels and all this stuff is all happening, and so it'll be interesting to see how the effects play out on all that sort of stuff. Uh, All right, Um, that's enough of that. That's just how we feel about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess. uh, I guess we'll. I guess we'll do the review. Um, I'll just say we do the top ten first, and then the review. Well, I well, isn't it on your top ten? I don't know yet. I know that it is. So <laughs> then yeah. you'd have to get into the whole thing. All so, right. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so for for my bar day, um, we went, uh, we went to go to the movies and we went to AMC, and yep. of course, this movie was not in the Dolby uh, Theater. Dolby Theater. Uh, there was a, as I said last week, there was a, a small part of me that almost didn't want to go because of that. And I was like, oh my God, you're being ridiculous. Like, no, it's just a chair. It's not just a chair. Um, seconds into that seat, I started to question every decision I'd made in my life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand how there was ever a time in my 42 years at that time. Nope, 43, because it was my birthday. So in 43 years, how... I had managed to sit in these godforsaken seats before reclining came out. I don't even understand it. Um, I can't do it. I'm going to be honest with you. My back was freaking killing me. The seats like, and I I immediately remembered because it had been so long since we sat in in one of the, uh, you know, uh, the peasant theaters. Every time we would go to them, this was before you had to re- reserve your seat because now mm. you have to do that even in the shitty theater, which is so stupid. Um, no, I love it. I don't like it because my process when I had to sit in no, those yeah. seats was to go around to all the seats in the area that I planned to sit in and see which one was broken. And 
that would be the seat that did not push me forward. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I may have pulled those down a bit and waited till I heard a certain snap. And then I knew like that's going to be my chair and I would just break that seat. It's not broken. I've, you're welcome is what is what it is because mm-hmm. I would make it more comfortable. Um, yeah, there's, it very much feels like it's trying to get you the hell out of there. <laughs> this seat is rejecting you upon arrival. Yeah. It was horrible and we were and there's no leg room so we're like trying to shift and shift our weight and shift our weight and shift our weight to just make it bearable thank goodness the movie held our attention because if it didn't i probably would have walked out of there um and rant but like please get better seats they're so like so bad you can't go back yeah no you can't go back Mm -hmm. it's impossible like, yeah. you can't give me grade A. And even grade A was, listen, like, you needed help because half of the time you had to fight the chair and it didn't recline right and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, you can't go from that level to then being pushed back down into these seats, which are just terrible. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Uh, we watched The Whale. And only for Brendan Fraser would I endure that. Okay, well, I would do it, endure it for others as well, but they would probably be in Dolby. Um, but I was like, all right. This is this is this is his big comeback. Mm-hmm. I have to support this. I have to watch it. Um, in many ways, this movie did what so many other movies do for me, where everyone goes, "It's the best thing that's ever been made this year." You like nothing's gonna top this. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And then I go in with the highest hopes, and then I'm like, "Okay, well, um, like it's gonna be amazing," and then. I don't find it amazing. I find it very good, but I don't find it amazing. So I don't know how much of that was the hype. Mm -hmm. But um, I will say that this movie alone was worth the watch. Just getting to see you emotionally break down (laughs) so many times during a film. In our 15 years together, I have never in my life seen you cry so much. Um, You seemed almost confused by the amount of salty salty discharge that was leaking from your face i had to hand you a tissue it was insane like even if i didn't like this movie it would make my top 10 just for that experience Mm -hmm. alone Mm -hmm. no film in the 15 years that we have been together has ever done this to you not even bing bong in inside out and that was the first movie in the theater that took you out emotionally Mm -hmm. and but like once the scene was over like you you held on for a little bit Mm -hmm. longer than i thought because i was like are you okay (laughs) like and you're like yeah but just bing bong i was like no i get it like it was very sad but that was like 10 minutes ago (laughs) i'm not the only person that felt that no bing bong bing bong took a lot of people out that scene is yeah he took a lot of people out for sure um but i think the only other time i've seen you cry like like not like that, but just like become emotional was a documentary that we had watched. Um, and but nothing, nothing to this level. Yeah. I mean, it was an experience. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, look, it's there's just, you know, I, I, I consider myself a fairly empathetic person. And, um, you know, I have this spot in me that is for like people that are um you know like uh, how do i describe it it's vulnerable yeah vulnerable people um usually when they're getting taken advantage of in this case it wasn't so much that but it was it was you know just the pure performance 
that uh, that that you know through Brendan Fraser. I don't know if there's anybody else that could have played this role as well as him, um, because there's just something about his vocal cadence and just the way he talks and the way he moved and looked and and there's mm-hmm. a I don't know there's a ton of great actors that would have done a good job but there's just something about the way that he modulated his voice I mean and it, it's kind of his real voice but it was much more kind of like um sorrowful mm-hmm. and regretful and all of that carried through his voice and that combined with the performance and the in the emotion of the scene and you know uh, uh, just everything you know every bit of him performed wasn't just a good performance it was a good physical performance yeah that was the thing that really kind of cemented this as like such a great film was just it was just all of the the little things you know you have this great performance and he's able to emote and cry and all this fun stuff but it's just the little things and how you shift you know the suit helped a lot obviously but just how you breathe and how you move and how you shift around and how you look and like everything all of it is is um is it puts you in that place of believing this situation you know even more so than just a good performance and so all of that it was it was just like top notch stuff the the cinematography was really well done the lighting was really good you know it was all one location you know you had like maybe two flashbacks to a beach or something like that but it was it was based on a play um, but it was it was so that you know even some plays will do some locations work sometimes but this was all all in the the house that he was in and it was like all in, in the living room really I mean you you went to his bedroom and the in the other room a couple times but for the most part this you know and so to to be able to film in one place like that mm-hmm. keeping it interesting with the lighting and camera work and and stuff is you know no easy task so here's okay so obviously this was darren aronofsky and, mm-hmm. and um so can you just call himself darrenofsky <laughs> like it's just be easier it's a lost opportunity um things that i loved about this brendan fraser right yeah. i mean that's the only reason why i went and i'm going to be honest with you like i usually tend to watch aronofsky stuff but if it had been just an actor that I'm not as interested in, I probably wouldn't have watched this for a very long time. It would have mm-hmm. maybe come on at something like just had it, seen it on Netflix or something and been like, eh, you know what, I'll check it out. Or if enough people said it was good, maybe I would have checked it out. But I, I mean, I won't lie. I was 90% in for, for Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. That was really why I was there. So, um, but what I did enjoy, I enjoyed that this was a stage play. I didn't know that going in. I knew once we started watching it and we didn't move from that room really that I was like, wait yeah. a minute. I didn't know <laughs> like, until the credits came up and it said based on a play. I, I didn't know, but like as soon as we started watching it, I was like, this would make a really good play. Mm-hmm. So this probably was. Um, and I think this, the, the screenwriter was the one who wrote the stage play. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, I was wondering about that because it's like, did he get that credit because he wrote the screenplay, or did, was he actually involved in writing the screenplay? I don't know. I mean, you know? I, I thought I I thought he was the the screenwriter. Yeah, and I, don't know. I, I don't know. Who knows? Um, but so I I loved that. I love when when we see those adaptations work. Mm-hmm. It's it's a perfect example of having the right actor and having the right script. Mm-hmm. Big fancy sets, very expensive locations. Tons of celebrities and famous people. 
you don't need it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. You can do amazing things if you have the right story and at least one really solid actor, <laughs> like at least yeah. uh, that can that can uh, that can carry the film. Um, I think um, all the actors did great, but Hong Chow, I think especially was she did a huge well. That, yeah, that's what I'm going to yeah, get into. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I appreciated the the creativity on that on it being a, a stage play. Mm-hmm. I. I liked the lighting. I thought the grading was really nice. It had, you know, the the tones of it were really cool, and they kind of stuck to that. It was very gloomy, very. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, raining a lot, um, and uh, I thought, um, what is it? Uh, oh gosh, is it Morton? Samantha? Samantha Morton? Yeah. Yeah. She's a really good actress. Yep, um, good. You know, <laughs> we've seen her tons of times, and she always does a really. She's in Minority Port. She was one of the mm-hmm. precogs. Uh, she was the main precog, actually. Um, and then, uh, Ty Simpkins, we didn't know before, and he mm-hmm. played the kind of evangel, I was a, the Mormon yeah. uh, kid. So minimal crew, what uh, I, cast. yeah, minimal cast. And I love that because you could really focus, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, the, you know, it's not a, a, an O Russell, right? Where you're like, which celebrity is going to pop up in this scene? There's 14 of them in the past three minutes. It's yeah. like, you know, you can't, can't really keep track of it. You can just really focus on the characters. Um, so I did really enjoy that. The grading, all of that was great. Story was good. Um, my issues mostly with it was that I I don't know. The, I thought the story was good, but I didn't think the story was great. I thought the the screenplay, the I don't know. I it, There was something lacking and I can't tell you what it was. Hmm. I don't know what it was, but it, it, something just didn't feel like it was complete. Mm-hmm. Not in a, not in like, a very obvious way you know clearly otherwise i would tell you what it was that i felt was missing from it but there was just something that was missing from it um i don't know if maybe it was a pacing thing or something like that my biggest issue with this and i i'm probably gonna get you know his stat for it but i'm just being honest um sadie sink was the worst (laughs) she was the worst thing about this movie and she actually she took it down for me it wasn't just like, oh, I could have lived without that, but it was still really great. I actually I actually feel like both her character and her performance were bad enough that it kind of knocked the whole film down a peg for me. Not by much because Brendan Fraser, like, that's the thing. It's, it started to sort of even out, right? Because mm-hmm. he brought so much that even though she was bringing it down for me in every scene that she was in, he did so well that it's like, okay, we're like teeter-tottering here. But I think if that... She came in hot. <laughs> I think that that a better casting choice would have made this movie amazing. Yeah. Um, I hated well, the way she was written, and I hated the way she played it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, she was very kind of spastic and 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 um and I don't know like I guess we're we're old and we don't know we're out of touch with teens and stuff but it it just seemed very like um playing into a stereotype of what a teen would be you know 100% you know and how, I put part how, of that blame on Aronofsky cuz he was in the room and right. he should have said something it's very much how uh someone like us would view a teenager you know but just not yeah um, she played a teenager like you would see a teenager in a sitcom. Yeah, kind of. And and it for me it was like there wasn't any arc with her character really. Like there was obviously there was like the obvious one, but there was not any kind of um 
any real growth on her part no. you know and and maybe it wasn't really supposed to be it's just the start of something and i get that but um she goes from like 10 to like five you know what i mean she goes from like being 10 i hate you so much yeah to like drop of a dime she's like feeling the feelings and 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 doing so it was a little imbalanced her performance in terms of like um or the character i should say because we don't know like if aronofsky directed her this way or let her just play the you know we don't know any of that stuff so i'm not placing well, he blame cast just her, so obviously he was pleased or or content yeah. with what she was giving so i can't I'm not really faulting her, right? Because she's just like, "Hey, you hired me, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna take the job, and I'm getting, I, I, I'm getting my, I'm my thing. I, I yeah, do I'm gonna believe, do, I'm gonna I do, do, what I'm gonna do think that what she was doing was done well. You know, like she just she, if she was supposed to be angry, she was angry, and I believe this. Not like she was a bad I actor. I didn't. I didn't. I just felt like the choices that were made for the character didn't really like work for me in in that part. So yeah, that. What that's kind of what stopped it from being like one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, it is kind of it is one of my favorite movies of all time, but being like, you know, like two or three, you know. I wouldn't say I'm not going to say that she's a bad actor. She's not a bad actor, but I don't think she's a very good actor. And the the problem the problem with with casting her, I feel, is that Brendan Fraser is at he's at ten. He's all the way up here. And this girl before this did Stranger Things. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, she did other things, I'm sure, but not much. Not the point. But before Stranger Things, did you have any idea who this no. girl was? No. And her performance in Stranger Things did it knock your socks off? No. She did her job, right? She played a teenager mm-hmm. in a like you know popular but Netflix it's, show, it's, and she did her thing, and they ran well, away from yeah. the monsters, and her eyes rolled back in her head, and that was that. Yeah. Which is great for that. It's great for that. She gave a good performance for that caliber acting. But when you're sharing a scene with Brendan Fraser, who's giving you 10, you are way out of your league, out of your league. And that's not her fault. That's the director's fault. That's casting. They should have seen the imbalance there and been like, this girl can't keep up. Mm-hmm. And I don't I'm, I'm not saying that because I would I'm saying that I could have kept up. I would have passed out and urinated on myself if I had to share a scene with Brendan Fraser. So I'm not saying I would have done any better. But you have to find somebody, especially at that young age, which is not easy to do because how, how many teenagers, Zendaya, yeah. <laughs> like they would have, they would have had to make, uh, Samantha Morton's character, a person of color. Right. And then she, she could have been his, she would have fucking killed it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. She, what, why was she even a consideration? Cause she has the youngest face. She can absolutely play a 16 year old. Yeah, she does it on Euphoria. Yeah. So like, but is it common to find an actor in that in that that young of an age that can that can hold their own in the scene? No, it's not. I think, but I mean, come on, you yeah. you you could have found somebody stronger than than this girl. And, and you know, no shade to her. She's just not there yet. She hasn't been acting long enough, and she hasn't played enough complex parts to hold her own in a, in a scene that intense so when you say you don't think she was a actor i did think she was she was committing some some acting sins and one of the main ones was that she kept hollywood huffing through the whole i mean through the whole goddamn movie because she was like perturbed about everything 
Mm-hmm. Every if you said up, she said down, right? Because she was she she was defiant because she was angry at him, so she didn't want to be on the same page as him and all that, and that's fine. But it's like um, it's like when you don't have experience, when you don't have enough life experience to actually create the emotion that you need in that scene. You just create the sound effect of what you think that emotion would be. So every time she was annoyed, she would roll her eyes up and go, <laughs> and it was like. Why does she keep doing and and again, she doesn't know any better because she doesn't have enough experience, but I don't understand how Aronofsky wasn't like, stop doing that now. Yeah. You know, like here's the thing that you're doing, and I need you to not do that. I need you to just actually give me an emotion. Use your face, use your eyes, use your hand. You know, mm-hmm. she would just ugh, ugh. it was just huffing through the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of huffing. Yeah. And uh so it it just every time she was in a scene which was started to become quite a bit once she was introduced mm-hmm. i was like oh fuck a duck you know she uh, i just wanted her to be done when it was him and his nurse i was in even him with samantha mm-hmm. i was in but as soon as she came in even the mormon kid like i yeah. could deal with him he did pretty good but she took me out like she took the, the film would have been like i would have given it an an a plus and because of her, because of her alone, I would have to give it an A minus. Mm. Well, all right then. <laughs> I think because my opinion is so yeah. important. I um I don't take a lot of stock in in uh the Academy Awards and Oscars and stuff, and it's all mm-hmm. you know subjective anyway. But if Brendan Fraser doesn't win, and <laughs> you're gonna riot, I will riot. And if if Hong Chao isn't at least nominated, nominated, yeah, then. There's no I, God. I, I, I give up all hope on them. There's absolutely no God if we're not giving them credit. Yeah. Um, look, Bre- Brendan... And the cinematography nod. Yeah, you know what? I can't... Here's what I, I will say, though. Um, I wasn't very impressed with the prosthetics. Mm. The face prosthetic was really, The face really well prosthetic done. was amazing. The hands were very stiff. They didn't look quite right, and... I don't I, I don't know the politically correct way to say this, but I watch a lot of shows like the, you know, my 600 pound life. I don't watch them religiously, but like when they're on, you're like, I know some mm-hmm. of the characters when they're in memes. I'm like, oh, I, that person's from that show. I've seen enough um, obese people showering to know what your body looks like at that weight. And they, they didn't quite get there was no movement. There's. What yeah. you're going to have in every single one of those cases is a lot of moving, hanging skin. And there it was very, very rib. It was rigid. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had like a sheen to it that mm-hmm. just didn't quite work. Um, did it look horrible? No. But it just, I thought with what he was giving, it was like, God, if they could have just gotten that right. And I imagine that's probably very difficult to do because yeah. all the oh, yeah. weight, you know, like the actual weight of having to put all that on every day and, uh, and then, well, that you know. plus just getting the movement and not having it tear or pull. And, exactly. You know, it seems. Like yeah. 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 So that's it's but the face, I, I didn't have a problem with the hands. They felt pretty um, accurate to me, but the face I was, you know, there's a part of me that would jump out once in a while and like just 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 kind of go in and look through the scene, look for seams and stuff, but I'm sure they would clean up digitally, Opposed, yeah. you know, if there was any, but yeah, I mean, it was just so well done. And, uh, we didn't expect that opening scene. <laughs> yeah. It like, kind of starts off. They, oh, yeah. okay. As I like to say all the time now, apparently it came in hot, <laughs> you know, to kind of establish, establish some things. 
it's just just a few just yeah. a few things that were were going on in that moment yeah, yeah. Um, um but yeah it was, uh, <laughs> yeah i just feel like you know brendan fraser's getting all this love and it's deserved but i just i want to make you know hong chow is so good she did very very well so 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 good in that they and, did um, they did so well together they mm-hmm. had such a nice chemistry that chemistry they had and and the way that she played that that character of like that kind of tough love thing she's totally enabling him she's bringing him sandwiches and yeah. all this sort of stuff but she's also yelling at him that he needs help and stuff and so um it's it's a really interesting like it's a very layered character and i think she just kind of just did so so well she did really well i the two issues that i had were were uh, was obviously you know um sink's character and performance just didn't work for me but my one issue with the story was um his her mother right his ex-wife uh mary i believe her name was samantha morton's character right Hmm. um here this was where it kind of it sort of fell a little bit for me was like what reason did she have for keeping him from her like because she was so level-headed right but i expected when she came in that i'm like oh this woman's gonna be like a complete freaking disaster she's not gonna make any good decisions because look what she did right but she was like all sort of I making think, sense well, and then it's yeah, like well I, what good came from why would you keep him from i think her? it was i think i think it was the fact of like when they first split up though it was you know just like i hate you because you're cheat you know i don't right. think he cheated on, i don't know if he did cheat or not but yeah he, he did he left her so there's that obvious anger so f you you're not going to see your kid blah 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 and i think after a while when she realized how horrible this child was turning out she was embarrassed about she had said something about yes being I know, embarrassed I about that. that so i think it wasn't so much keeping her from him as keeping him from her later on but initially yeah what he did had absolutely nothing to do with his child yeah now yeah he did make the wrong decision obviously and if he walked out of her life then there's that if that was the reason but if he was trying to come back into her life then as a mother she should have put her feelings aside the type of character that she seemed to be would have done that. I guess that's the thing. If she had yeah. been more rational, I would have been like, oh, well, she's not going to look at it that way. But she seemed so mm. on par with everything that they were sort of talking about that I was just like, why the hell would she keep him yeah. from her all this time? I I, I don't understand it. Um, yeah, that, that was a little bit like her character kind of threw me. She's like, what's going on here? Yeah. And um, also, have you tried hitting that girl in the throat yeah. oh no <laughs> karate chop back of the hand just Boom. try to like right right in the larynx you know yeah. what i mean maybe just get a reset her shut her off turn her back on because absolutely not um yeah. but look the like i said everything that every complaint that i may have had which wasn't a lot but the fact that i even had complaints was a surprise to me because i thought I, I just thought like it's going to be perfect um it was worth everything just to see mm-hmm. I think it's a great movie because I saw how it affected someone else. Maybe it didn't affect me that way, but I saw how it affected somebody else. And that is that is very powerful. So I give Aronofsky and everybody involved so much credit for being able to do that. It just didn't do that for me. But that I, I, I wish I could have recorded you watching this movie. <laughs> and the fact that you were like, oh, I had to I had to like 
reel it in because we were in public and I couldn't openly sob in a movie theater. I'm like, so if we had watched this at home, would we have had to have paused it and found you a therapist? <laughs> like, that was no, you I, containing it just, it yourself? It was just because, well, you know, movie theaters, it's quiet, you know, so I had to, I couldn't have any... <laughs> You know, I couldn't have any of the the noises that you come didn't along want people with, uh, to know that you were in the feels. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to. You know, it's a movie theater, and you're you you're my national my natural instinct is to kind of like not make any noise. So Dude, I have openly sobbed in a movie yeah. theater. I don't care. Um, I mean, in that movie, I assume people would have gotten it, but it's I don't know. It's just that you know, it's like people were crying outside. Remember, there was like the, yeah. the, the group of people outside that were like, "That was so depressing." Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, it was definitely an experience. I would probably watch it again mm-hmm. just to kind of like, because his performance was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was so heartbreaking because he just wanted so badly to be able to turn back the clock and he couldn't. Well, that's the thing is, you know, he's so driven by his daughter. In I didn't like that. I, and... like He's going to die. He's going to not go to the hospital for that brat. Well, just that, well, that, it's it's like how is being dead well, better than being i mean i get it too because so many of us in, in this world and i feel like because at first when you left the theater that was a point i brought up i was like isn't it better to be alive for your daughter than like fat and dead and whatever but it's like i think that's kind of the point too right is where you have this uh we all know the difference between right and wrong and we all know that there's things we shouldn't do but we do them anyway you know so this is something that happens all the time. You know, people are, whether it's obesity or drug use or alcohol or whatever it, it is, um, they know better and, and they care so much about something in their life, but yet they can't stop themselves from doing it. So there's like a huge kind of like addiction thing, but they don't really dive too much into it, but uh, the addiction side of it all. Um, but it, it's, it's if you go in with that kind of... Um, uh, experience of of knowing about it, maybe not of living it, but of of knowing about it. I think that informs, inform can inform your the way that you watch it. You know, so yeah, I don't know. It was just so good. We'll probably own it. Yeah, I would be interested to see. You know, the um, deleted scenes or behind you know, the scenes, behind the scenes anything that they might have had that would be really interesting. And the fact that. Um, he's able to put in this performance after sitting in makeup for, I don't know, six hours and then going to shoot. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, you know, it's a lot. It, it is. It is. A lot. It's a lot, but he, he, ju- he just blew, he just blew us away. And, and it, I just want to know that I did something. Like we yeah. both lost it. That I, there I was like, and I have to get my tissues. Yeah. Um, Cause that one got me. Um, I guess because I guess I, there was a part of me that sort of took it personally a little bit because uh, I've, I finished my script for our next film that we'll be shooting hopefully by summer, um, summer ish. And, um, it is, a, it's a personal story about loss and it involves, uh, my biological father. And so I was kind of making these, you know, I was, I, I was putting myself in this position and I just kept thinking like, you know, when people say, somebody's always got it worse. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, was he the perfect father? No. Did he make mistakes? He absolutely did. But the fact that he wanted so badly to just be in her life was like, 
yeah. infuriating me because it's like well, there's a there's another scenario here where your father wants nothing to do with you yeah. and then actively hides from you because that's how little he wants to be a part of your life so i was just like i just want to drop the kick this girl i don't like her what do you i mean that that's that's art right it affects people differently um so we're gonna do our list also i uh there was the thing where she had sent in the recording of what he said to the parents and stuff oh right 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 i don't i didn't understand i like i I felt like is that helping that's what I thought at first, but then when you think back to what he actually says on it, it is helping because mm. it's something that because that's what my first thought was like, yeah, of course that that's a that's a dick move for her to do because he admitted to stealing this money, whatever. But then when you actually think about what he said and, and it was very emotional kind of um, thing that he said that, yeah. Anyway, okay, <laughs> that's how we feel about that. Mm-hmm. Um. We have our top 10. So our top 10, um, we have a bonus. So you get 10. Because if I let you, you would have just done 20. You yeah, probably would have kept going. and an honorable mention. We have an honorable mention. And then our top 10, yes. So um, who's going first? Well, first, yours, your list is in no particular order, correct? Right. Okay. Mine's sort of in an order, but not really. Yeah, mine, I kind of put mine in sort of an order. Mm-hmm. But. It doesn't matter because once one of us say, you know, we'll probably have a lot yeah, of we, we the might, same thing. We'll probably have some of the same. Yeah. So you can go first. I can go first. You're such a gentleman, sir. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's me. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Listen, Broad, go first. <laughs> I'm going to say, now I know I said this is in no particular order, but this is probably closest to, I mean, it's in my top um, and not like. It's 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 got competition basically. Mm-hmm. Um, on the count of three, mm-hmm. it's still like I, I still think that, of that movie. I had that on my list. Had yeah, I had to take as it in off. past tense, yeah. sir. Just because it's like it was a good movie, and I appreciate so much oh, about oh, it. But it was <laughs> it was. Uh, I think if you take out your boy, it's it's not as impactful. I don't even know if you would watch it if he wasn't in it. Well, yeah, you know? but that's not fair. Because yeah, I guess. I suppose so. You suppose Especially so? I suppose so. With, yeah. I, I, I don't know. That movie just... Uh, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's, it, it was like a Brendan Fraser for me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watched it because uh, Chris Abbott was in it. However, I still thought that Gerard Carmichael did yeah. really well. So I'm glad... He did glad really well in the script... Was, he he directed this yeah. shit and and wrote it you know so it like for me like the fact um that actually no he didn't write this he directed it sorry um but his like they had such a good vibe together yeah. they had such a good vibe that yeah. it was just like that the movie was amazing so uh that that is one of mine go uh so i'm starting from the other end of mine um the lower end yeah um and i put uh everything everywhere all at once hmm uh, I thought the movie was like very inventive and kind of um, unique, and I thought it was really well done and and kind of like I don't know. I just thought it was really kind of unique and and something that we don't see a lot of, you know. Yeah, that movie didn't resonate with me as much. I didn't I really care for that one, uh, but I know a lot of people loved it. So, um, all right, uh, and then just kind of like no particular order um severance 
Mm -hmm. I have that as well. That was like one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Honestly, that show was. I'm so excited for it to come back. (laughs) Yeah. It was, you know, it was, uh, first of all, it was shot by friend of the show. Um, uh, uh, what's her, um. What are you talking about? The, who who shot the 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 series? Oh, Jessica Legan. Yeah, so friend of the show, Jessica Legan. He shot it, and it looked beautiful. Beautiful DP. Um, and I thought that you know, on the face of it, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, but to actually like the concept conceptually, it's something that you look at and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Very that, sci-fi. You know, it's, yeah. it's very kind of like you. It sounds more quirky than it actually is. It's very mm-hmm. much more impactful and, and emotional than mm-hmm. than uh, I thought it would be, and so. Um, and I was a little nervous about Adam Scott. Is that his name? I think so. Yeah. Um, about him, because I'd never seen him in a serious yeah, role like yeah. that. So I was like, "Oh, am I going to buy him in this?" And I did, you know. And I thought it we was... actually didn't. We we were kind of late to the game because I saw him and I was like, mm, "Yeah, no, like I don't know." Yeah, and uh, but uh, it was Jessica Lee, so I was like, "I got to watch it." Yeah, and he did great. So yeah, and it yeah. was yeah. So that show highly recommend. Yes, you go. Um, I have uh, Shining Girls. You know, I took that off. Yeah, I had I had that on there, and it was tough. But I did. You know, okay. So I I took it off to put the whale on. Oh well, I um I I don't know. I really loved this show. The I, the 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 concept of the the way that they handled all of this kind of like time travel. Yeah, stuff it was a very the, very good show. It was very very good, and and it had like a nice uh, solid story. And you have Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss just doing her thing. It was really good. It was it was really really good. So highly highly recommend that show as well. Having said that, you also have the whale on yours. I'm assuming because mm-hmm. I just said I knocked that one off the whale. So we'll just we'll just both say we have the whale on ours. Yeah. And we, the whale. We, just um, it. we have that on because I don't know if you go back and listen to the previous hour that we just <laughs> why would you get to it. this oh i guess maybe if you didn't well you didn't know you wouldn't know where to stop so yeah. um okay uh my turn yeah outer range uh, i have that as well <laughs> so good that's a, that's like severance so i'm like what is gonna happen now yeah outer range was it came out like i never i didn't really hear too much about it no you know it just kind of came out of nowhere similar just like um uh, uh, that other show that we that we love that um, um, what's the name of that show? Tales from the Loop. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me of that because I didn't really hear a lot of fanfare about it, and still haven't to be quite honest. I watched it because two people were like, "You have to watch that show," and I was like, "Really?" Because yeah. it's kind of like westerny, like modern westerny, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, it's not really my it's thing." It's like a western sci-fi. Yeah, but it. Pfft. There are certain aspects of it that we the both singing. were like, what <laughs> the, the hell is this? There, it's not even certain aspects. It was the singing. Yeah. It was all the singing. Um, okay. <laughs> it seems so out of place. Yeah. You're up. Um, I have Yellow Jackets. Yes. Um, I love this show. I thought it was uh, very... I didn't. I, I just. I didn't really know what to think of it. I didn't because you know. Again, I don't go into. I don't go into. I try to avoid trailers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I saw Yellow Jackets, I literally thought it was about like bees and shit, <laughs> you know. So you know, like I knew it was a narrative. I didn't think it was like a doc oh about bees God. or something, but I figured it was like maybe a horror show about killer bees Very or something. I don't angry know. bees. Because the cover is a face with a with the bee on it. It's like that was the cover. So, but it was obviously not about that. And um, but yeah, I I love the way that they deal with going back and forth between present day and what happened in the past. 
not to and all of the kind of spooky stuff that's happening mm-hmm. it kind of you know as the as the series progresses it gets a little more intense and intense and then at the end you, it's one of the best cliffhangers yeah of shows it's such a good show yeah such a good show um i'm up mm-hmm. the english i have that on my list as well <laughs> it we just reviewed we reviewed it recently yep there was a lot of sobbing on my end. It was just, it was beautiful. Go listen to it. Yeah, but it was, you know, it's it's kind of similar to The Whale, right? Whereas this is all about Emily Blunt, you know, and how how mm-hmm. powerful her performance is in it. I also had Yellow Jacket, so that will be one less from mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Could I go? Yeah. Uh, nope. Yes, of course. I had a nope on there. So, yeah. Nope. You know, I'm a huge um, Jordan Peele fan, mm-hmm. so... You know, uh, one of those guys for me that I just am rooting for and I uh, love pretty much everything he does. So I kind of go in. I'm a little biased, you know, bias. Um, but I, I do think the film was really well done. And um, I don't know, just it was fun, but also had a lot to say, as most of his films do. Um, and it was a very unique way of of dealing with that genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um ninety percent of my list is shows. Yeah, also. Me too. Um me too. there I I don't know why like film wise there wasn't much that really blew me away this year. I also didn't see everything that I wanted to see, but um it was mostly shows. Um I we are gonna talk about this next week. Mm-hmm. But Netflix's Matilda. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Listen, that's it's really it didn't make my list, but it's really good. Listen, <laughs> I'm not a musical. Person I'm not either. a musicals. Per- but this... I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I am when it I, I don't like when they when people incorporate music into regular shows. Right. When mm-hmm. there's like, the you know, Buffy, it's like we have to have a, a, a musical. musical. Episode, like, yeah. No, don't do that. That's so freaking weird. Stop doing that. I don't want to watch people on a sci fi spaceship singing. Yeah. What are you doing? Who? Yeah. How much were you drinking before you decided to write this scene in? Please stop doing that. Um, but this is a musical. And the amount of people that turned inside out of like, they're ruining the original. The original that was an adaptation. It's a book, you moron. Yeah. There is no original. It was Your original was still stolen from the original book. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. So it's like, what are you even talking about? Um, and I'm sorry, this was better than it. I'm going to say it. I've seen the mm. original, if you will. Um, the choreography. I've, I've, look, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. I can't. I can't. We'll talk yeah. about it next week. Matilda, Netflix. Yeah. Go. All right. So this one I know you're definitely not going to have on your list. Oh. It's Andor. <laughs> no, that is not um, on my list. I loved Andor. Lots you of know, people did. You know, this because it was it was one of the least star warsy things and that's not what i liked about it i actually thought they could have put more star wars stuff in it but it was basically a political drama Hmm. as you know i thought the the cinematography was some of the best cinematography in all the star wars universe if not the best it looked amazing um the uh the 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 writing on the show was really 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 well done especially for a star wars show but just in general as a show in general Mm -hmm. the writing i thought was really well done they had like these great twists and turns and and um these really strong characters and stuff and so uh yeah i thought that was some of the it was definitely the best like nerd thing Mm. of the year you know when you talk about star wars or marvel crap or any of that stuff like it was my favorite of all those yeah, that uh, obviously, unless it's Mando, um, I'm usually yeah. out on those. Um, I'm next. 
Mm-hmm. The bear. The bear. Yeah, I I thought you might have that. It's food. Yeah. And it's pretty realistic, except for how mm-hmm. the money got in the cans. We'll, you know, we'll just have to let that go. But yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I just, I so enjoyed that show. I so enjoyed that show. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it had to make the list. Yeah. Well, I'm down. This is my last one. And Gee, you know I wonder what, it what it's going to be. 1899. <laughs> also on my Probably list. Probably my favorite thing of the year. Um, the, it, it goes back and forth between that and The Whale. The Whale was more emotional to me. Mm-hmm. So it affected me more. But 1899 was my favorite thing watching like that i just enjoyed so much and so beautiful yeah that's on my um, list as well of course listen like every level this thing worked uh 1899 it was like the cinematography was beautiful the the way they implement implemented the sci-fi into the story it was just like a perfect show just like dark you know and so it was amazing so i have one more because we had some similar and so i just skipped Uh, mine because you had them um i say one more but it's not one more it's a tie Oh, okay. So I don't know. It's a tie between Candy. I had that on my list too. And Dahmer. Mm, I didn't put Dahmer on. Um, but... The performance in Dahmer was just so yeah, good. It was really good. That it was like as problematic as the whole process was with them making the yeah. show and the actual family, which was terrible, which is why I was kind of like, I kind of don't want to put this on my list yeah, because of that's that. That's one of the reasons I wasn't even. Yeah, but I mean. He did so well. They mm-hmm. everybody did so well that it's like if I yeah, put if we, that aside. If we were doing like top performances of the year, he would definitely he be would in definitely there. be on there for me. Um, but Candy was also a show that I think kind of flew under people's radar because mm-hmm. it's like oh, it's Hulu and it whatever. But um, like I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't think that I didn't really think of Jessica Biel as a very um, like I didn't think of her as being as uh, wide ranged in her emotions and capability mm-hmm. until that it was that show was when I realized like oh she's just been in bad movies yeah like she's not been given good parts Except that's the three. problem <laughs> well, well I think that's part of what you know she was on seventh heaven for Christ's sake yeah, right so yeah. she had to fight well, she, she was getting whatever she got and she then did she did a, blade she did, a, she did the sinner too she, I think she, she did, did the sinner the, yeah but like seasons. but when they did when they did we watched that season and when they cast her we were like Jessica Biel you know, not to be assholes, but it was just like we just didn't think of her being very emotional. I thought she was good in that that show. She was good in the, in that scene. We tried yeah. to watch the next one. And we we fell off because we didn't like it. She was very good in her in in that season mm-hmm. of it. And, um, but uh, I don't know when I, for some reason when I saw the you know the 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 story for who she was playing, I was like, oh, she's not going to be able to play that. But she did, and uh, Melanie Linsky. I think I wish got a bigger part even because she was mm-hmm. she's just always awesome to watch. Um, and Jason Ritter, for fuck's sake, why didn't he get it? Justin Timberlake. Listen, Jessica, you did a really good job, but your husband is no fucking Ritter and he the role should have been switched. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I just thought like that show to me was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed it. it so uh, it made the list kind of with Dahmer, not, uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. It's a mm-hmm. weird one for me. But mm-hmm. um, so many good shows this year, yet films we didn't really, yeah. maybe we didn't watch the right stuff. I don't know. What do I have? <laughs> like, I have uh, three films on my list. Yeah, I have, um, I have Nope and, um, mm-hmm. well, I have Mo- Nope, Matilda, The Whale, and On the Count of Three. Yeah. Um, I just have and I have the whale, everything everywhere, and um, nope, yeah, yeah. So I have a um, uh, my 
um, honorable mention, mm-hmm. and I chose the Batman. Really? Yeah, because I thought that. Really? Yeah, I really liked the just because I really liked the the world that it was in, and and hmm. and I I loved the choice for Batman, Robert Pattinson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I just like the way that they did it. It was one of my more, it was one of my favorite superhero films. Um, so I just chose that because it was just kind of like a fun thing. It wasn't anything that I was like the writing is just a, you know, it was mm. just like a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And then I have a special shout out to Doctor Strange, of course, because oh my god, Sam Raimi was able to I kind know. of bring in his his aesthetic to that but world, but for like a, five minutes. I know. So that's just yeah, it's just a shout out to him because I I'm glad. I hope he keeps making things. For sure, yeah. But I, I don't know. I find Doctor Strange to just be a very boring character. Not yeah, as bad as weird... fucking Ant-Man, which you're going to make me watch the new one. Yeah. I just, like, I would I would watch 100 Doctor Strange movies over Ant-Man. I don't know why. I cannot stand that character. I just, it does nothing. He, he, he's, he can be small. <laughs> it's like. What it, it's yeah. just, I don't know. And he has to have a suit, so it's more the suit than it's, him well so, you could know. say that about iron man and all that yeah, shit too but it, it's not really that i don't know why it just i i that movie was not interesting to me at all i have like no desire to watch that i'm sorry it just you know paul rudd seems like a really fun guy and but, but i it's a, it's a, it's a no a for me he is local he's local to us and that's you know that's wonderful but it just that movie just wasn't um i would have i would have won if i had to go marvel thor god of thunder was yeah. it god of thunder was that thunder. lord of thunder yeah <laughs> the king of thunder yeah that movie was way more fun than i expected it to be yeah. for me to walk away fun. from a marvel movie and be like fun yeah it, it was fun. it's not it it doesn't so you doctor strange over that just the batman of, just because of sam raimi and i think the batman over thor because i think the batman did something interesting Sure. Thor was just like I love Taika Waititi. I'll watch anything the man makes, but um, and and I enjoyed the film a lot. It was probably one of my you know favorite Marvel things of the year. But I just think the Batman had more going on, and I think it was a for me it was more interesting a watch because it was darker, and I like mm-hmm. the darker thing. Like Marvel movies, they're just Marvel movies, you know, and they're just fun. They they're are fun. I liked, I enjoyed them, but they're all, and I, but I realized that it's all the same crap, you know. Over and over it again. is all the same crap, but I thought this one was so much was sillier, and that's what people seemed to dislike TV, about it. Like the Marvel fans were like, it was too silly. I was like, this, listen, that's what held For me, my the attention. Big, the, when we reviewed it, I think the biggest issue was the the switch in tone. Yes, the, because you had um, yeah, but Christian Bale, did Christian Bale's so character, good. he did amazing, but then you had like silly moments. So, and it, I don't feel like the transitions were really handled super elegantly. But I, but they I enjoyed both aspects. They of weren't, it. but th- on their own, they were done so well right. that I was okay yeah. with it. Like the the makeup and the effects on on Bale's character was probably the best I've seen yeah. in a Marvel was, movie, quite honestly. Um, and so simple and effective, beautiful, beautifully done. And again, you have a really strong actor, so they're going to play the crap out of it, mm-hmm. and they're going to do a good job. Um, anyway, that is the last episode of 2022. Thank you for being here with us this year. I don't know how many more years we'll be doing this. Who the hell knows? Um, but well, as, once we win the, win the lottery, we once we'll, we clearly we'll have the you know when we have that lottery winning thing we talked about. Um, <laughs> we got that lotto money. Then it should it'll just be us sitting there, and then we just we'll have, have the, three episodes a week. You can never get rid of us because we won't have to edit or anything. You'll just be sick of us. We're already sick of you. Yeah. Um. 
No, not us. We'll, I'm saying we'll that's branch you. out our YouTube empire. You're saying and that about us. Uh, yeah, we've been we've talked about doing videos and stuff like that. But I'm just I'm often sitting in my pajamas with no bra yeah, on way too many times for me to like want to film things. TMI. I don't give a shit. OK, yeah. it's tough. To, it's just comfy. It's, and I don't want to have to like on a specific schedule. Fix right? my hair. We can release this on <laughs> Sunday at between five and seven pretty consistently but we'll record them often on saturday or sunday morning or but whatever, like literally but... roll out of bed and then record so yeah. then it's like if we have to look presentable which is easier for you as a guy but like it's like oh <laughs> well it's easier for me because i'm gorgeous but that is true that is true you do have that going on for you but uh but you i i roll out of bed slovenly so i gotta fix this up don't. and i just don't want to do it so you for just now don't think you do but you could roll out of bed and film and be fine of course i could do it that doesn't mean i should look, do it. i, I can do gorgeous. anything i would look like the most gorgeous psychopath you've ever seen um okay. so that is it for the year just heads up if you were maybe thinking of watching matilda and you were like i don't know just watch it yeah watch we're it. gonna talk about it next week Friggin i went into it watch it like i was just like whatever but i really enjoyed it i saw a small clip of it in one of the, I saw, I saw like 10 seconds of uh, the choreography and immediately was like, I have to watch this movie. And if you're on the fence, let me just say this. A kid is hurled probably a <laughs> hundred yards and he lives, but they weren't sure that he lived or not. So that, she, that's just the, yeah, she lived and they weren't sure if they, if she lived or not. So that'll just give you a little taste of it. In, uh, just please, please. We have. I, I'm. I'm excited to talk about it next week. Yeah, so much yeah. so that it made my list, literally by the skin of my list's teeth. Yeah. Because we watched it Christmas morning. I was like, I'm sorry, I have to do this to you, but I've sat through enough Marvel movies. What uh, we are what, watching this what, Christmas morning. Did you already have your list at that point? No. No, I didn't. Oh no, no, yes, I did. So what? What left? What did you take out? Um. For it. I don't remember. I don't remember. Did you have an honorable mention? Did I miss? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't say it. I just kind of oh. like threw everything in there, but I didn't say the honorable mention because um, I did the did Dahmer. And, one, yeah, yeah, so that was gotcha. that one. I don't remember what was on there. There was something else on there. Huh. Interesting. Uh, but I had to like maybe there wasn't. I might have had a space left. Yeah, that that's what that's probably what it was. Mm. I it was between that and the whale. Mm. And I had to knock out Shining Girls so that they could both make it on because I was like, I, I can't pick between these two. Yeah. And so I had to take Shining Girls out. It's so good. I can't wait to talk about it. Happy New Year. Hopefully you're not all too hungover and all of that. And uh, you may notice that we may either be a little bit more energ energetic for 2023 or really fucking cranky because we have decided to take better care of ourselves. And mm -hmm. so we're not going to be able to eat as much chocolate cake and delicious things. So either that will yep. bide well for us. Or we're going to hate that decision. Yeah. I don't know. And we got a workout bench and all this stuff. And this isn't because of some New Year's resolution. We don't do that. No, those. we were doing this it's before. It's literally just like a, um, a happenstance that happened this way. But um, yeah, we're, we're committed to kind of... I'm committed to being miserable. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Okay. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. <laughs>